Support for another round comes from Squarespace. Start building your own website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code another round at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace, you should. Hi everyone, I'm Heaven. I'm Tracy. And welcome to another round with Heaven and Tracy. Brown, brown, brown. I didn't settle on the noise soon enough. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's what happens. I was going through my Rolodex and it was all empty. You should never leave it to me, Tracy. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, was, it was cool. No, it wasn't. <laughs> all right, Tracy, what do we have on the show today? Oh my gosh. It is the most wonderful time of the year. What is that? Black History Month. <laughs> they gave us a whole month, y'all. We've been show out. And this year we have 29 days. Oh! What are you going to do with your extra day? <laughs> um, not going to work, first of all. Yes, that's what Martin Luther King would have wanted. Yeah. We are doing Black History Month, but that's like silly because we do Black History Month every day. Right. As um, Kanye says, I make Black History every day. I don't need a month. Mm, we mm. are Black History even. So even though our show is already black as fuck, <laughs> we're going to make it a little bit blacker and we're going to have lots of Black History stuff sprinkled throughout some of your favorite segments. We're going to be doing Black History rounds. Black History clapbacks. Oh my god. We gosh. have a long history of clapbacks. Yes, yes. Should be <laughs> this fun. This is what Stay the tuned. ancestors wanted. <laughs> Today, we are going to get into our Black History Month celebration with some little-known Black History facts. Maybe you've heard of them, maybe you haven't, but we're going to explore the unsung heroes of Black History. And because every time you mention Black History Month, you can hear in the background a white person (laughs) saying, what about white history? (laughs) We have decided to invite our very dear friend Matt Bellasai into the studio to give us some white history. We're going to talk about white history heroes. Because we are very generous. You're welcome, white people. You're welcome. (laughs) Don't ever say I did nothing for you. We're also going to have a historical clapback on behalf of the great Zora Neale Hurston. Zora the God. And finally, Mr. Marlon Wayans is going to drop by the stewed for a brief pew, 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 since he's hanging out at Bun's feet. So be like, hey, come talk about sex with us. Yes. Should be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) His new movie is uh, Fifty Shades of Black, which is a parody of Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a little graphic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hold on to your butts. (laughs) (laughs) So we are going to kick off our Black History Month, Blacker History Month (laughs) (laughs) coverage. That's what we should officially call it, Blacker History Month. Blacker than usual, but not that much. (laughs) Our show's pretty black. I know, I know. (laughs) We're going to kick off our Black History Month coverage with some little-known Black History facts. I am my... In one of my past lives, had 75 million Tumblrs and blogs. (laughs) (laughs) I was doing the most. Um, But one of these blogs was called Little Known Black History Facts. It still exists. If you want to go and look, it's called Little Known Black History Facts.tumblr.com. And I used this space to celebrate some unsung heroes of black history. Like eventually the blog got too big for me to police and people were like making their own little known black history facts. Mm-hmm. Chances are that you have come across either ones that I made or someone else made on the internet somewhere. One day remind me to tell you the story about how me and Bun B got beef over <laughs> over the little known black history facts. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> because, okay, so this got a lot of backlash because... The blog is like satire, mm. you know, and it's like... Can you and, give us an example okay, of one? Okay, an example. Louise Perkins. 
Louise Perkins was the first person to attempt to climb inside the casket at a funeral. (laughs) (laughs) So that's like the theme and the spirit of it, right? Like, you know, it's light. It's fun. Mm. I feel like we should be allowed to laugh at ourselves, celebrate ourselves in fun, goofy ways because Mm. we are a complex people. As both you and Walt Whitman like to say, we can say (laughs) multitudes. But there are a lot of people who... uh, don't feel the same way. Mm-hmm. They felt like it was making a mockery of black people and black history and that we are giving white people permission to laugh at us, which is the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever heard. Mm. Like, I mean, it's not like a white person's going to look at you and say, um, like well, white now. people are not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're not waiting for permission to oppress us. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter what we do either way. A racist person is going to be racist no mm. matter what. So anyway, Bun B is one of those people. <laughs> he like, Instagrammed a collage of random little known black history facts. None of them I made myself. Other people mm. made. And the caption was something like, I'm so tired of this. Nobody's going to respect us until we respect ourselves. Which, uh, first of all, is a ridiculous notion. True. You know what I mean? Like, say I am a person who, for whatever reason, I don't value myself. Why would you be like, oh, you think you're shit. Let me push you down into the mud. <laughs> you know, you're a horrible person if that's what you do. Yeah. You know, There's a great Chris Rock joke about this. It's like we didn't suddenly become more deserving of rights. Right. White people got less crazy. Exactly. <laughs> that exactly. But yeah, I mean, uh, I really love these because... I also feel like Black History Month is a thing that lives like in constant danger of becoming obsolete, Mm. sort of. What do you mean? Like, if all we do is teach our kids who Martin Luther King was and Rosa Parks sat down on the bus Mm. and... um, Booker T. Washington made peanut butter. (laughs) It was Carver. George Washington Carver. Washington did not invent peanut butter. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, I still need that education. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We know. We know what you mean. But I mean, if that's all it is and it becomes a chore and not like a thing that you actually learn from and Mm. celebrate. And so this is just my way of like, you know, trying to tell people, you know, push it further, do more. And also remember that you are human and humans often have fun at their own expense. And that's okay. And you don't have to live your life according to whether or not white people can see you. That being said, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into it. Let's learn some little known black history facts. Kevin and Tracy read a list, a list, a list, a list. So we just learned about Louise Perkins. Very, very important. Next up is Troy Booker. <laughs> Troy Booker was the first person to refer to a flavor of Kool-Aid as red. <laughs> Virgil T. Banks. Oh, man. This Virgil. Is, <laughs> he's like the patron saint of this podcast. And you don't even know it. Because he was the first person to use the phrase, see what it happened with. <laughs> Virgil T. Banks, we salute you, sir. <laughs> this other one is, is very near and dear to my heart. Jamaica Masping. <laughs> Jamaica Masby was the first person to throw her hands in the air (laughs) and wave them around (laughs) as if she simply did not care. (laughs) I mean, your parties would be so whack. Your concerts, they would be popping. Where would we be without her? Sad in a sad, sad Sad parties, that's what. (laughs) (laughs) And then there is Dion Travis, who was the first person to dance on stage after being declared not the father on the Maury Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, they be having full routines, like choreographs, pyrotechnics and shit. I prepared for this moment. (laughs) (laughs) Dolores Big Mama Cole (laughs) 
was the first person to refer to diabetes as the sugar. Oh. <laughs> well, you know she got the sugar. Oh. She had got the sugar and she had passed away. Damn. I'm sorry. <laughs> Orville Washington. Orville Washington is the first person to wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The very first. There had to be a first. There had to be a first. Clayton Dean Smith was the first person to refer to his parents' house as Mamanims. Aww. Oh, no, it's you know such I can't an easy way. That. Would you like? You should, I think you should. Your mother and her cohort. <laughs> Your parents and company. <laughs> and then we're going to wrap things up with Miss Edna B. Cash, who was the first person to refer to soap operas as the stories. <laughs> Always watching her stories. Oh. So, yeah, if you want to see more Little Known Black History Facts, the blog was kept up every February for about five years, six years, I think. Damn. Also, there's a post on BuzzFeed called The 18 Best Little Known Black History Facts. Beautiful, beautiful artwork by Xavier Payne. And it's worth it to go check it out just yeah, for the artwork. Ugh, he's so good. He's so good. All right. You're smarter. You're welcome. <laughs> If you have ever participated in Black History Month before, a.k.a. lived through one, then you know that white people love to ask during this time, why is there no White History Month? And you know what, white folks? We we hear hear you. you. We hear you. We hear you, and we are going to be very, very generous with you right now. (laughs) And we are going to learn about white history. Ooh, okay. So to help us do that, we have our in-house Caucasity historian, the expert on whiteness in my life and yours. Oh, no. <laughs> Mr. Matt Bellasai. Hi. This was a terrible decision. <laughs> uh, Matt is a friend of the show, and you may know him from the BuzzFeed video series, Wine About It, where yes. he gets drunk every Wednesday and whines about things. Let me tell you, my mother is your biggest and most obnoxious fan. Aw. Can I've... you really quickly say hello to my mother? Because she will die. Hello, Tracy's mother. Oh my gosh, she's dead. You killed my mom, thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right, Matt, what is some white history you would like us to learn yes, today? Yes, school us. Well, this might be it, the seven shots of bourbon that I <laughs> But like all white people, I, I profess to be an expert <laughs> yes. in everything. So today we're going to be going through a list of my favorite white history heroes. <laughs> Some of the people who have who have really just stood out <laughs> in white history, the people we would like to celebrate this time of year <laughs> as we look back on the contribution that the whites have made to society. <laughs> the whites. <laughs> We can just jump right into our list let's, if let's you're ready. Yeah. Alright, our first our first white history honoree. <laughs> honoree. <laughs> Gentleman by the name of Colin McBurkdorf. <laughs> of the McBurkdorf family. <laughs> He is known as the f- the first person to keep a tarantula as a pet. <laughs> and he probably named it something dumb like Peter. As you know, he was the first. He set it off the trend of keeping a fucking spider as a goddamn pet. 
Next, we have Connor Caucasianson. <laughs> First person to wear camouflage, just a voluntary fashion statement. <laughs> First person to wear camouflage with the intention of being seen <laughs> in camouflage. I never get. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is a milestone. Shout out to Connor. Connor, Ca- what was his last name? I'm sorry. Caucasian. <laughs> it's like French. <laughs> Next. Holly Huntington, <laughs> first person to tongue her chihuahua in the throat. Oh! <laughs> Did you have to use those words? Tongue. I mean, yeah. he's not lying. Is he's there that. another way he's to that. describe <laughs> the you love know. that Holly has for her chihuahua? <laughs> Why does that happen? To be honest, the whole like white people lick their dogs in the mouth <laughs> trend, I never really got. You've never seen a white person kiss their dog passionately? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I honestly have. <laughs> it's crazy. Like a full-on makeup. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't say all that, but yes. Judd McStooge. <laughs> we lost Tracy. <laughs> I'm going to be useless for the rest of this segment. First and last white person to sing the entirety of Gold Digger at karaoke. Oh, that's too real. Judd got it in, and... <laughs> Everyone shut it down after that. <laughs> you can tell Kanye hates performing that song for this reason. <laughs> he never performs Gold Our final person is Catherine Herkenmeyer. <laughs> oh, God, I have to leave. <laughs> First person to discover she also needs some lotion on her elbow. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I would like to point out I taught Matt about lotion. Oh, real time. doing the Lord's work. We, uh, we'll add heaven to White History Month <laughs> as the first person to tell me I should lotion my own. <laughs> For the record, I have lotion. Right. I've you purchased it. I was just like, you know what? I just don't look at my elbows and think, I need to lather up today. Mm. And I was like, sir, no. Are you familiar every day. with the term ashy. I I am. I don't know if I can say that. I didn't think I could. <laughs> you, can, you can say ashy. <laughs> You're like, ashy is like the N word. <laughs> I'm playing the it A-word. safe today. <laughs> the A word. <laughs> you know what? Catherine Harkenmeyer <laughs> didn't sacrifice all that she sacrificed for me to sit here <laughs> and listen to this mess. This has been oh, enlightening, <laughs> enlightening, illuminating. You're welcome. This has been wonderful. Where can the people find your work, Matt? You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr and Facebook slash Matt Bellasai. M-A-T-T. No, I'm not going to spell it my own name. <laughs> Bell-ass-A-I. <laughs> Spelled how it sounds. Um, what about Instagram? On Instagram. <laughs> Same thing. Twitter. Tumblr, Facebook, all the things as Matt Bellasai. Thank you so much for being our Caucasity correspondent. We've learned so much about so white history. Much. So much. And the heroes we are not celebrating. <laughs> we definitely need to have you on again this month. Yes. 
There's yes. so much we need to learn. I'll do more research for you. Wonderful. Thanks, Matt. Tracy, we haven't done a listener call out in a while. I know. I miss hearing your beautiful, lovely voices. I have an idea for a question I want to hear about. I lo- everyone has a story like this. Mm-hmm. Basically, food trauma stories. Let me clarify. By trauma, (laughs) I mean, you know when you really, really like a food and you eat it a lot Mm. and then you eat it too much and then you are sick of it? Yes, yes. My my version of that is croissants. That makes me the saddest (laughs) person in the world. There is a period in my life in high school when I ate too many fucking croissants. (laughs) You're like, there's no possible way. Yeah, what what even is too many croissants? Too much flaky buttery goodness. Mm -mm, But it's true, you can. (laughs) So for a while I I was like, yo, I gotta chill on the croissants. So I mean, were you just like eating like croissants like as a snack? Yeah, on the, on like just, just at a sandwich thing. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, it's also because my mom worked at a like the cafeteria of a law firm, mm-hmm. so they'd get like to take home all the Ooh. food these fancy lawyers don't mm-hmm. eat, and she'd bring us home croissants. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this is a dream. <laughs> but then my nightmare happened which is i had an aversion to croissants for a little bit so wait are you back on the croissant oh my god yes i'm back on the train (sighs) it just took me a few years (laughs) i spaced it out a little but you know i have Uh a normal relationship to croissants now (laughs) oh my gosh i was very worried a life without (laughs) croissants is like not even i know what a life to live yeah give us your favorite examples of this if you record yourself as a voice memo and email it to us at another round at buzzfeed.com we can get a chance to hear it and put it in the show Keep it under a minute, guys. <laughs> it's like, I don't need your whole life story. <laughs> 30 seconds is ideal, honestly. <laughs> and I don't mean like food trauma, like I was poisoned. <laughs> yeah, I got hit in the head with a turkey once. Got a concussion. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, tell us all your funny trauma stories. Oh, I forgot to mention that time I ate so much edamame that I thought that my <laughs> body was producing too much estrogen. <laughs> so I asked my gynecologist about it. And she was like, Wait. chill. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that's not real. <laughs> well, like, apparently, like, too much soy, like, if you ingest a lot of soy, it can, like, do something to your estrogen levels. So I was like, oh, my God, I've eaten nothing but edamame for 30 days. <laughs> this cannot be good for my lady parts. But she was like, no, you need to eat a lot more. And I was like, you don't know how much I eat. You don't know me. So we are now going to turn our attention to our clapback segment. But since it's Black History Month, we are going to reach back into the annals of history and clap back upon those who have historically fucked up and deserve it. <laughs> White people. Yes. <laughs> but also, in this case, respectable brown people. Yeah. Yes. Today's clapback is on behalf of and in the spirit of mm-hmm. my girl, Zora Neale Hurston. Yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> I don't know how familiar you are with her, Tracy. <laughs> but I you think, insult me, madam. <laughs> but I think it's safe to say she's become a little more uh, integrated into like Common Black History Month knowledge. Right. You know? Like most people are taught about her, I think. Mm -hmm. So now she's like a literary giant. She's Mm -hmm. in the canon, basically. Yes. But at the time that she was writing, she definitely was not. Mm. The thing about her, which I really, really love, is how unapologetic she was. Ooh. Their Eyes Were Watching God has so much 
country dialect. Yes. Like that was a big part of why people didn't like it. Like mm-hmm. respectable brown people were like, don't show us yeah. speaking in this way. We speak proper English. <laughs> the king's English. <laughs> yeah. And she had lo- like, you know, a lot of colorful language. People are dancing. People are, you know, all the things that respectable Negroes do not enjoy. <laughs> right. Their Eyes Were Watching God is essentially a story about a woman who's like on a journey to find herself. It includes a lot about love and marriage and uh, what it means to grow with someone. But it's also definitely a story about Janie and the journey she's on. Mm -hmm. And it has one of the best opening quotes in uh, literary history. Which is? Ships at a distance have every man's wish on board. For some, they come in with the tide. For others, they sail forever on the horizon, never out of sight never landing until the watcher turns his eyes away in resignation, his dreams mocked to death by time. That is the life of men. Now, women forget all those things they don't want to remember and remember everything they don't want to forget. The dream is the truth. Then they act and do things accordingly. That was beautiful. I reread that. too. You sounded great. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I reread that first like paragraph like a thousand times. I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, where is this going? <laughs> but anyways, I really like reading the book in high school and I'm really glad it's become part of the canon because it was informative to me as well. Mm-hmm. But at the time, people did like responded like, you know, snooty mm-hmm. <laughs> to it. Yeah, She had a lot of like tension with some of the Harlem Renaissance writers of the time or just some of the more, like I said, the respectable Negroes. Mm-hmm. The bougie ones. The bougie ones. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, they had um, this literary magazine called The New Negro. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, yes, of course, was like, it, it was started by Du Bois and, and company. Mm-hmm. And it really carries out an extension of his idea of the talented 10th, mm-hmm. which is basically this idea that like the talented men of the race will carry us all for it. Right. And of course it's men. <laughs> like, of course, of course. <laughs> but it's like there's a talented few that will carry the race. Mm-hmm. These race men will uphold us all. <laughs> so that's like their vision and that's their like literary sensibilities. And she's like, yo, I'm just trying to write like a beautiful novel. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. About sh- my actual life. <laughs> yes. And my black ass life and what she I know. She says she was interested in quote, writing a novel and not a treatise on sociology. Damn. <laughs> she's like, yes, can I live? Can I just write about some dope brown people I grew up with <laughs> or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. She also said she's quote, thoroughly sick of the race problem. Mm. <laughs> I feel like this is such a standard, like, black artist problem. Yeah. You got to write about everything we're all going through mm-hmm. or got to be a good example when white people are watching. Exactly. And you don't get to be like a regular individual human. Yeah. It's tiring. And she's also rare because she grew up in an all black town post reconstruction. She grew up in Eatonville, Florida, and they had like a completely self-sustaining town. Really white people just passed by. They weren't a part yeah. of it. So she was used to like never having to be like, oh, now I got to answer all these questions about race. It's yeah. like, no, I'm writing a novel about love and finding yourself. One of my favorite quotes is from How It Feels to Be Colored Me when she talks about how she didn't even know she was black until she left Florida mm. and left like the incubation of like this beautiful black bubble she was in. Yeah. And then she got outside and she was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Yeah, she goes, I am not tragically colored. I do not weep at the world. I'm too busy sharpening my oyster knife. Mm. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful. So she goes to Harlem as part of the Harlem Renaissance scene, but obviously feels a way about the new Negroes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So she started her own collective 
and they called themselves the Niggerati. <laughs> what? <laughs> like very purposely trying to be like cheeky about uh-huh. their literary sensibilities. The Niggerati. <laughs> I never knew that. Oh my gosh. So she had the idea to start her own literary magazine. She said there needs to be, quote, more outlets for Negro fire. Mm. <laughs> She's like, I got the flames emoji for y'all. I got it. So she started a literary magazine called Fire. Two exclamation points. Mm. Fire exclamation point. Exclamation <laughs> point. And the motto was, Tracy, I'm going to need you to help me on this because okay. you, know, you know I can't say I got any, you, I got you. anything in a country accent. <laughs> fire, fire, Lord. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> no one needs to hear this. Please say it. <laughs> Lord, that is so cute. <laughs> I can't say it. It sounds horrible. But that was the motto of the literary magazine. She's like, uh, I got the flames for y'all. So I believe what we were going for is fire, fire, Lord. Yes. Lord. Yes. I got you. That is what I was going for. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, you're the cutest thing in the world. So sadly, the, the magazine only lasted one issue because oh, of funding damn. issues. <laughs> and she was like off at school. And, you know, she was like doing anthropology with like the with like Margaret mead and like the founders of Mm -hmm. modern anthropology so she's doing a lot of shit she's busy her whole life is the clapback there's Mm -hmm. not one specific moment just her whole sensibility about it's that quote you say all the time that i love like i demand to be my full self in every space that i'm in right she did not apologize for that Mm -hmm. and one of my favorite quotes all time in human history comes from her Mm. from this essay what it feels like to be colored me she said sometimes i feel discriminated against but it does not make me angry it merely astonishes me. How can any deny themselves the pleasure of my company? It's beyond me. Blue. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> I think that all the time. Like, how dare you? <laughs> You're must be out. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to my girl, Zora. Yes. It's so crazy that even though she's huge now, she died in obscurity. She was poor. The only reason we know of her is because Alice Walker went to her unmarked grave mm. and was like, we need to be talking about this woman. Mm. So shout out to black women holding each other down. Yes, Shout yes. out to Zora Neale Hurston and Alice Walker. There is um, a Zora Neale Hurston themed restaurant in D.C. called Eatonville. Yo. It's beautiful. We should go. Yeah, I'll go back. It's good. Shout out to Zora. Zora. It's beyond me. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to pause for a second to hear a word from our sponsor. And when we come back, we'll share with you our interview with Marlon Wayans. We had a short time with him, but we uh, asked a lot of... We got into some stuff. <laughs> we got into some things. Um, uh, we need to issue a disclaimer that the conversation gets a little graphic and adult at points. So His miss- new movie is Fifty Shades of Black. So right. naturally, we asked him about sex. Uh-huh. So um, Anil Dash's son... <laughs> Don't listen. Do not listen. Go build lego things (laughs) i don't know also uh to my mama just just hit stop right now just don't continue this please (laughs) thank you support for another round comes from squarespace with squarespace sites look professionally designed regardless of your skill level they take the guesswork out of the complicated stuff which brings us to a little thing we call the search result drinking game the rules are simple tracy I'll present you with two search results, and you'll have to guess which one was searched more on the internet. If you guess wrong, you drink. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm going to give you two options. You have to tell me which was the most searched thing on the internet. Okay. 
Option one, how do I search for something? <clears throat> Option two, how do I connect to the internet? <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, these are searches on the internet. <laughs> Possibly be right. You can't search for something on the internet if you're not already on the internet. So if you're searching, you have to know that you're already on the internet. So you're searching, how do I search for something? <laughs> that makes more sense to you. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, yes, it's still doesn't make a lot of sense but it's the least ridiculous of the two you are correct Woo-hoo! you don't have to drink but I'm you gonna drink are anyway. already drinking <laughs> start your free trial today at squarespace.com the site is intuitive and the tools are easy to use and there's no coding required and if you sign up for a year you get a completely free domain when you sign up make sure to use the offer code another round to get 10% off your first purchase squarespace you should All right, so now for a pew 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 segment, we are very happy to have grabbed one of the seventy-five Wayans kids while he was hanging out at BuzzFeed. <laughs> We're pumped to have Marlon Wayans in the studio. Um, as you all know, he obviously comes from a huge showbiz family. <laughs> we don't have to tell you that. Um, you've seen him in a million things: "Don't Be a Menace," "Requiem for a Dream," "Scary Movie Franchise." White chicks, it's living the color. Craziest resume ever. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, you say scary movie and requiem in the same. I know. <laughs> sentence. <laughs> and his so latest weird. movie um, is Fifty Shades, 50 Shades of, of Black, Black, which is of course a uh, a riff on Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. So or I. You could, you could be gangster and call Fifty Shades of Niggas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with that. I'm here. I'm here. I'm into it. I watched that movie this weekend. Fifty Shades of, of Grey. I say you got the bootleg. <laughs> <laughs> no, I watched it for the first time this weekend. That movie was crazy. It's insane. Uh, it's like all about a sociopathic white man who Stalking tries to this like white girl. stalk this. And like, what is the point of? I never got why she was so into him. I saw it as a beautiful love relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's actually, a, I thought it was pretty PG. I didn't. I didn't. It wasn't sexy. It wasn't sexy. It was just weird. It was just yeah. weird. It was dark. And I wasn't turned on. And I was hoping to go there and like be able to jerk off in the, st- in the theater. <laughs> in the back. Right. You know, get <laughs> they a hand just fucked all that up for you. Something. And, you know, because, you know, yeah. this butt on the popcorn. Right, really right. easy to get a nice slippery <laughs> So you have everything you need except, the, my devices. except the right movie. It, it just wasn't it wasn't sexy. I was just like, uh-huh. I was like, I did that shit in the ninth grade. So does Fifty Shades of Black make fun of how unsexy the movie is? Well, it doesn't make fun. What it is is it's like, Okay, Fifty Shades Black is what if Christian Grey was black? He was rich, but you don't know exactly how he got his money. It's kind of <laughs> shitty. And he's a really Wake bad lover. He's a really bad he's lover? A terrible lover. Mm. Just like the guy in the movie, but 10 times worse. <laughs> and then I thought for obstacle versus objective, you know, if he wants to make somebody as submissive and he wants to be the dominant, mm. who's the hardest person in the world to make submissive? And I was like, a black woman. Mm. She ain't going for that shit. <laughs> Sister's like, oh, hell no. You get one or two hits. Then she's like, nigga. <laughs> Hit me one more fucking time. <laughs> and so I just, by doing that, I thought it gave the girl some strength and it gave her a flip. Whereas I thought she was too passive in the first movie. Mm-hmm. And even when she turned at the end, it really wasn't like something strong. Yeah. I think yeah. what people are really going to enjoy with this movie is that it's a flip. And it's very woman empowering, I think. Interesting. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, of course, there's some naughty guy shit in there. But there's pretty. <laughs> I think girls are really going to like this movie. I was respectful 
for the first time in my life to oh, congrats. the female audience. Thank no, you. No, I'm like, just, just shut up and take the shit jokes. <laughs> this time, I know women are funny. You can't just can't give inundate them with like shit and fart. You get one fart if you're in a relationship. You get one and she goes, oh, you stupid. But again, it's like, mm, see, <laughs> that shit ain't even cute. <laughs> and you fart one more time. It's like, nigga, you sleeping on the couch. <laughs> and after that, you breaking up. And you talk about that nigga on Instagram. This is farting ass, motherfucker. <laughs> Whereas guys, but you fart one time. It's funny. You fart four times. It's hilarious. Yeah. You fart 150 times. They're like, dude. When you made me throw up in my mouth, that <laughs> that one was fucking hilarious. This is an adequate read of men. You're absolutely right. Yeah, so facts, I, absolutely. I tried to, you know, walk the line so that guys enjoy it and girls uh-huh. enjoy it too. Okay, so let's get into the meat of this random random segment that we like to call pew 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 pew. So these are finger guns. Pew pew pew. Pew 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 pew. Um, so very random questions. We're gonna go through them quickly. What was or is your favorite UPN show? UPN show? <laughs> you remember that UPN? Is random as fuck. <laughs> that, that's pew pew pew. I was just thinking about the WB I'm going to be honest. Okay. Okay. I would say Homeboys in Outer Space. Oh my God. Wow. We have talked about that show on this podcast. Because it was so bad, it was good. <laughs> That's exactly. I would like to go on record so bad, and disagree. It was, good. It was, it was so, so bad, bad it, was it was bad. Now, I will say this as re to be honest, I would probably say Malcolm and Eddie because I thought there was moments. I like Malcolm and I like Eddie and I thought they had moments of really funny stuff. Hmm. Okay. I like that answer far more than Homeboys in Outer Space. Homeboys in Outer Space <laughs> is nigga classic. <laughs> you're gonna find that in a vault and they're gonna like years later, like the lost episodes of Homeboys in Outer Space. <laughs> and we're all gonna gather around and watch this shit. Like, <laughs> scientists will find this. <laughs> What is your skincare regimen? Because your melanin is always yep. popping. Gorgeous skin. Flawless. Your skin is beautiful as well. Oh, Thank Mom, you. Stop it. It's, it's like mocha, cocoa. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, little, though, don't play games with undertones. me. Um, I just do Dermalogica and like um, just Dermalogica and Neutrogena. I eat well. I think your skin really is a, um, because it's your largest organ. I think that it's a reflection of what you put in your body. And mm. I put a lot of like vegetables and like water and good shit. I don't drink a lot of sweet shit, a lot mm. of sugars. I don't do a lot of sugars. I, I don't, I eat, I eat pretty clean. I eat, I have, eat crazy amounts of vitamins and I exercise normally five, six days a week. I didn't Ooh. in the last week because this press schedule they got me on is, mm. they're just working me slaves is like oh that poor <laughs> way <wham, boy." laughs> this is what the ancestors died for <laughs> yeah um speaking of the ancestors <laughs> my favorite segue do you believe in ghosts no no just no. like flat out no you've never like encountered I've never seen shit. one motherfucker never came to my house <laughs> <laughs> to be honest i wouldn't be scared i'd be like oh shit a ghost i'd be asking questions like yo does death hurt mm. like Where's the dopest part of heaven? Like, hell. Does heaven actually like, have a ghetto? Yeah. Does, is hell like Miami? <laughs> <laughs> or is like hell like just like not fun? Mm, All my friends are going to be in hell, so I figured I'd yeah. ask a lot of questions about that. Mm-hmm. I know everything about America from movies and TV. And in movies Why? and Where TV, from? I'm from Ethiopia. Oh. Uh, boys, when they're masturbating, put their jizz in a sock 
and then their mom does their laundry. Question. Ooh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I, that's not what guys do. Well, that's what all the white boys in movies do. When you but say they put it so in a sock, true. they put it in a sock. No. I'm, this is what I'm asking. Is Here's that a real thing? No. You want your jizz to shoot. You need them babies to fly. Because <laughs> if they're in a sock, that means it's close to you. And it, it, it takes away the fun of the pow. <laughs> you know, I like to hit things. Like, you, know, uh-huh. you ever seen Peter Parker's room in the movie Spider-Man where it's just like right. spider webs all over? That's the way uh-huh. fucking guy's room looks. Just tearing, tearing, Oh, my tearing. God. Mostly you do it in the sink or floor. In the sink? Yeah, and you wipe it up like, oh, I feel so terrible. In the sink? In a sock? <laughs> Neither of these is better than the other. The sink is way better. You wash the sink out afterward. Oh, uh, boys, I just, okay. One well, more where do you go? Are you, are you... Um, not a sink or a sock. You go in the tub, and what's the bed. difference between that and letting the water run over your little giant giant? <laughs> you know, that me you make jerking some valid point, Tracy. This is not it's going about right me. down the drain. I could tell the sink this is where you go. The tub is where me. you go. <laughs> There you go. I'm a good church going girl. I don't even do that. Uh, that means squirter. <laughs> <laughs> Her mom listens to this My podcast. mother listens to this. Your mother's a squirter? Hey! Oh, hey! I thought you said my mom's a no, squirter. Oh, okay. No, I said she listens to the podcast. Well, how do you know she's not a squirter? <laughs> You know what? Did you ever have that conversation? Do you know what? We're going to. If you ask your mom, I'll so ask her. They gotta tell us. <sighs> I have to do nothing of the sort, <laughs> sir. You don't want to know this? <laughs> no. I want to know if my mom squirts. I want to know. Really? Hell yeah! I tell all my boys. Fuck you. My mom's a squirter. <laughs> That's how she had ten kids. <laughs> fuck it. That's how she had ten. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. It does. Okay, so I feel like this is an apt question to ask, considering the direction that this conversation has taken. Would you rather? Have all of your business colleagues watch a sex tape that you made or watch a sex tape that your parents made. You have to do one or the other. All right. So I don't mind my colleagues watching sex tapes of me mm-hmm. because when I did Haunted House 1 and 2, I literally had a menage a trois with three stuffed animals. <laughs> and mm. then I went on in part two to make disgusting, passionate love to a doll. Right. And it was like fucking people. Mm. But, so it was like watching a sex tape. I've had girls come up to me and go, mm, what you did with that doll? <laughs> like, I never wished I could be a doll before in my life until I seen that scene. You you got some shit with you. So um, I would love to see my parents because I just want to see if I have any moves like my dad. Oh, my God. Uh, Sorry. I just want to see, do we do something alike? Do you oh think you might? God. I seen my parents when I was little. Yeah. I was in a closet. My, On purpose? My dad had, when he was humping, he went so high in the air. I was uh. like, this nigga's hang time is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Redefining hang time out here. Yeah, hit me uh, on no. Instagram, at Marlon Wayans, Twitter, at Marlon Wayans. For more sex questions, <laughs> uh, Snapchat, Marlon L. Wayans. Don't send me a picture of dick. I'll send it back. I'll put it on fucking Instagram and blow your ass out. <laughs> Please don't send me pictures of you smoking weed unless you're going to pass me some fuckers. Um, <laughs> lastly, check out my Facebook fan page, Marlon Wayans. Um, hit me, tweet me, DM me on Instagram. I hit back. If you don't say stupid shit. Um, Ooh, I'm about to slide in those DMs. Whatever hey. you guys want. I mean, I'm really cool on that shit. And then um, also, um, I am performing uh, stand-up comedy at Caroline's New York, February 12th through the 14th, Valentine's Day weekend. Aww. Come on out and see me. February 19th 
I'm in San Antonio at the Aztec Theater. February 20th, I'm in Dallas at the House of Blues. And lastly, um, check out my movie, Fifty Shades of Black. It's really funny. It's crassy and nasty and classy at the same time. So please check it out. And thank you for having me on the show. Thank you for coming by. Appreciate you. All right. Beautiful. Squirters. That was a ride, wasn't it? Wasn't it? What a journey. Twists Um, and turns and assumptions that (laughs) are not entirely accurate. (laughs) Tracy. Yeah. Guess what time it is? It is time to go to sleep. (laughs) Time for rounds. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm excited for rounds today. Because this month, in accordance with Black History Month, all of our rounds are going to be Black History related. Who are you buying around for? I am buying around for the one and only and not celebrated enough Donny Hathaway. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. So if you don't know who Donny Hathaway is, run to the Googles. Please do all of your Googles. <laughs> um, his most famous song that people know him from most, I said most like 70 times just now. All right, all right. Um, his most recognizable song is This Christmas. Mm, AKA, I do know that one. The Blackest Christmas song <laughs> yes. ever. And this Christmas will be very special Christmas for me. In his, he lived a very short and tragic life. He had a lot of mental illness problems, and he died of suicide. I forget how old he was, mm. but before he went, he like his voice. I just don't even know how somebody can open their mouth <laughs> and just like that song comes out like physically how does it happen? <laughs> Who did you have to pay somebody? <laughs> like what spiritually where are you at? Like how does that happen? So he's got an amazing voice. Made just like a lot of really beautiful love songs and really sad love songs, but mm-hmm. he also did like a lot of like songs that have to do with like the struggle and being black. Um songs that everyone should listen to right now include Someday Will I Be Free. Mm. Be Real Black for Me, which is, let's just pause and talk about this song. So <laughs> this is a song that he did with Roberta Flack. <laughs> um, and they, one of my favorite albums is an album that they did together. It's just called Donnie Hathaway and Roberta Flack. I like to refer to them affectionately as Don Berta Hatha Flack. Oh my God. <laughs> Say that three times fast. So Be Real Black for Me is just like, it's this beautiful song of just like how wonderful blackness is. And like, it's a thing that you're requesting of somebody. Like, don't try to dull yourself down. You black as hell. And I Aww. love it. Be black for me, girl. Just be real black for Aww. me. Your hair is beautiful. <laughs> That's so sweet. It is a great song. There's To Be Young, Gifted, and Black, Little Ghetto Boy. Classics. And it's just, yeah. Like, if you want to immerse yourself in like the sounds of like the struggle as it was then. When is Listen then? to like the civil rights movement. Mm. Listen to some Donny Hathaway. Um, also, he just uh, that man can sing, <laughs> like sang. So, but yeah, when I think about like the sound of like the civil rights movement or mm. like the the history of Black people in America and how we use art and music to like express ourselves when we don't have the microphone to like speak, really, mm. Donny Hathaway is one of the ones that I think of. Hopefully, you will too, and check him out. Word. All right. Who are you buying around for? I am buying around for braids. Oh, I love braids. 
And I cannot think of a more appropriate way to celebrate black history. Because mm. braids have come through through <laughs> history, through time, through centuries. Mm. There for you when nobody else is. Yeah. 500 years ago, there was a little black girl sitting in between her mom's legs, uh-huh. getting her hair braided and complaining. <laughs> and saying, I'm tender-headed. <laughs> that is so beautiful. I just can't believe there is ever a time where I felt shame about my hair. Mm. Like, looking back at it, it just feels so silly. But there was that time? There definitely was. What was it like? I just... Well, one, it was just like, I didn't know what to do with it. So mm. part of it was... I mean, low-key, I still don't. <laughs> Your hair always looks great. Thank you. I'm a grown woman who doesn't know how to do her hair, really. So you said that you weren't, you've never had a perm. You weren't allowed to get a perm. I wasn't allowed to. I desperately wanted to. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I wanted my hair to be straight. Yeah. And then there's uh, there's a phase where I just always straighten my hair, but it didn't look good because I did it. <laughs> and I'm lazy. <laughs> um, But yeah, my mom used to always put us in, in braids, and I just like resented it for mm-hmm. some reason. But now I got braids recently for the first time since high school, since like middle school, actually. Uh huh. And I look great. They look so good. I was like, why am I not doing this every day? <laughs> and braids are so fucking versatile. Mm-hmm. Like you can effortlessly do like a thousand looks. Yeah. You know I need that because I can't be doing shit all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you got to really break it down for me. <laughs> right, right. So it's such a, it's just so beautiful that all like just all the things that our hair can do Mm -hmm. sometimes i like laugh thinking about the fact that i envied white girls hair Mm. like yo we can do so (laughs) many things with our hair our hair slays right and now there are like processes where people with like straight european hair like trying to emulate the afro and it's just like (laughs) (laughs) the tables have turned turned. (laughs) yeah with people like tracy who have meticulous blogs about how to take care of your hair a blog that i have not updated in three years but i appreciate (laughs) it i get all my knowledge about how to take care of my hair from tracy no real talk party one night yes i got a silk pillow tracy just (gasps) yes your edges will love you forever (laughs) anyways shout out to brown girls everywhere with braids oh i've never had braids before what no not like the really long like head full of braids i've had like cornrows a few times when i was like itty bitty. <laughs> like teeny tiny oh tracy with cornrows wait do you mean like box braids like regular yeah, box braids, braids yeah. with with your hair or with like extensions what either you haven't had just regular braids Mm-mm, i haven't i'm 33 what? years old and this has never happened what how, how did your mom do your hair when you were a kid she did it the same way until i started doing it myself when mm. i was 12 when i got my first perm but it would be two like plaits in the front mm. and then like two in the back two or three in the back and like one on the side that's that was my hairstyle <laughs> until i got a perm <laughs> And that was it. <laughs> oh, baby Tracy. I know. I know. Um, there's a class picture somewhere of me with like some Minnie Mouse puffs. Oh, <laughs> I used to resent that so much. Now I'm like, puff it up. I used to have that. Too. Yo, I yes. just remembered a the hair puffs. story. Ooh, <gasps> sorry. These rounds are forever. I know. I know. We're sorry. <laughs> we could do like a, an entire hair episode. Ooh. We should do it because I'm having so many like memories. But when Same. I was in like the third grade, mm-hmm. it was picture day, right? Oh, God. And I convinced my mother to not do the same old, same old <laughs> with me. And either I had gotten a crimper or oh my God. someone had given a crimper to my mom. Like, <laughs> First of all, <laughs> remember crimping your hair? Yes. <laughs> that was such a moment. Why did that happen? You know, I really don't know. Me either. Me either. I remember having the mid two thousands, early two thousands were. It was a lot going on. (laughs) I remember having a Cabbage Patch doll that came with a crimper. (gasps) What? That shit was lit. You're supposed to crimp the baby's hair. Yes. Yes. (laughs) 
that's too far. I <laughs> know. Anyways. Anyway, so I begged and I pleaded and I cried and I was like, please just crimp my hair for picture day. Just crimp it, right? So there was a side ponytail in the front and there were two in the back, but then my hair was just like out. And mm. like she tried her best to crimp it, but I mean, my hair is very thick and it's like, coily no, curly you yeah. know like so i mean <laughs> there's no crimping it there's no crimping it but she did she did her best oh. i thought i was so cute <laughs> i had the biggest puffs right and i remember that it was raining outside because i had on a jacket with the hood and i remember this because as soon as i got off the bus got on the bus whipped that hood off <laughs> went to my seat styling on them <laughs> right and do you know what i remember from this day oh no what all the white kids making fun of it no there was this little white boy named brian lowry i remember he kept looking at me and laughing and going, what happened to your hair? What happened to oh your hair? Oh, my God. Fuck you, Brian. Right. <laughs> and I felt so bad. I was like, oh, I thought I was cute. Mm. But you know what? I am cute. And then no <laughs> pictures. So cute. Who's laughing now, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, a that round was a of good brains. Round. Love brains. That was a great round. Haven't we made it? Hey, haven't we made Speaking it? Speaking to myself in the third person. Hey. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> we want to give a special shout out to Marlon Waynes for stopping by, despite how little time he had. Right. He smelled really good. Oh, my God. He smelled amazing. He smelled very expensive. <laughs> you better get them DMs, girl. Listen. <laughs> Hi, Marlon. <laughs> also, thank you to Matt Bellisat. I'm exhausted from laughing. <laughs> I, I just need to go take a nap now. This podcast is produced by Eleanor Kagan with editorial oversight from Jenna Weiss-Berman, a.k.a. Podmom, with production help from Julia Ferland and Meg Kramer. Thank you to Paul Ruest at Argo Studios for all that he does. Also, thank you to Noriko, who is here helping us out at Argo Studios. Hey! Hey! Noriko made me um, mistakenly believe that Steve Harvey was going to be in the studio. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh! (laughs) Thank you to our in-house musicians, Jean Gray. You can follow her on Twitter at Jean Greasy. And Don Will of the Almighty Tanya Morgan at Don Will. That's D-O-N-W-I-L-L. Tracy, I want to give a special shout out to you, Vibe Vixen of the Week. Oh, <laughs> I'll never get over I that. I forgot that I was Vibe Vixen of the Week. Thank you for the reminder. And thank you to Optimus Prime. I have missed your face Aww. so much. Um, you can hit us on the buzz on Twitter, Facebook at Another Round, and email at anotherroundatbuzzfeed.com. If you like the show, rate us on iTunes, leave a review, tell a friend, tell your mom. Oh my gosh, we're starting a newsletter. Oh my God, guys. Ah! So, in addition to all those other things, you can follow us on. Uh-huh. If you want to straighten your email, we got you. <laughs> we got you. Go to BuzzFeed.com slash another round slash newsletter to sign up. You're going to get a lot of good behind the scenes footage. There'll be lots of pictures of Heaven vertical at her desk because she just can't <laughs> handle it anymore. Um, I'm always horizontal at my desk. Wait, which one is horizontal? Horizontal is like flat. Yes. Okay. I'm in horizontal. Like the horizon. Yeah. And also in the newsletter, you can find links to the stuff we talk about or things Mm -hmm. that didn't quite make the show. Right. Updates from past guests, things that we're reading and watching and listening to, lots of um, recommendations. And and a shout out to some fans. Yeah. We're going to do a fan of the week thing and it'll be fun. Also, I'm really pushing to have um, throwback Thursday pictures of us as we children. (laughs) I really want that to happen. All right. So So go to BuzzFeed.com slash another round slash newsletter to sign up. And drink some water. Call your mom. 
floss. Floss your teeth is important. Dental health is so important. And floss in other ways. Mmm. I like it. I like that. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here, guys. Make Black History every day. You don't need a month. Exactly. Hey. hey. Let's play some Kanye. I say the stats are stunt. I don't need the front. Make Black History every day. I don't need a month. The survey says by the streets of corn. Kanye just important as Michael Jordan was to the NBA. Thank you so much for peeing. For peeing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you so much. <clears throat> Can you chill, please? Can yes. I say that again? Yes. And now for a pew 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 pube. <laughs> pew pew pew. Oh I hate it when God. I hate it when AT&T Texas Texas. <laughs> oh my God. When they text me reminders about my bill and they're like, oops, you must have forgotten <laughs> your bill. Like, no, I didn't. I just don't have your money. <laughs> Can you chill with the passive aggression, please?